the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know, you are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Would you join me in prayer? Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you for this season, Lord, the season of the fall feast, the appointed times, Lord. What a rich and wonderful time as we get closer to you. Lord, we just thank you and praise you and honor you for who you are and how faithful you are in all your ways. So, Lord, as we seek to talk about Yom Kippur today, let it be strong in our hearts that this is your appointed time. This is a time where we're supposed to get together with you. We just thank you, praise you, honor you, and give you all the glory. In the name of Yeshua, amen. So, as I just prayed about it uh, last week, we looked at the first of God's appointed times, which is um, Rosh Hashanah, and that's in the fall, meaning the first in the fall. Uh, We know there are others that began earlier, um, the Passover in the spring, but we're talking about the fall holy days. And today, we look at Yom Kippur the Day of Atonement. And it's not too late to ask for our calendar for September. There's still plenty to do as our schedule of Holy Days in Tampa, and you can call our office and see about St. Pete and the other congregations, Wesley Chapel and South Bay. Call Karen. She can email the calendar to you. On Yom Kippur, this Tuesday night, Our services begin at 7.30, and Wednesday, it's a bit more complicated. (laughs) Since it's all day, on Wednesday at 11 o'clock, we begin our service. Then at approximately 1 o'clock, we begin our Yisker service, which is 
a uh, memorial or it commemorates those who have passed away. And then at around 3 o'clock, we are going to actually have some uh, a foot washing service. And that will lead us into prayer and to study God's word and testimonies. Finally, we'll take part in the Lord's Supper around 5.30. And the final service at 6 p.m. is called Nila. We'll break fast at approximately 7.15 with a light dinner. So you're invited to everything except if you are coming to the breakfast, we need you to make a reservation for you and your family. So please call Karen at 813-831-5673, and that would have to be no later than tomorrow, Monday. Okay, morning, in fact. <laughs> For more information, you can check our website, shereshdavid.org, or our Facebook page, same name. Uh, if you would like to help us with getting the word out, you can go to our Facebook page and see four one-minute videos about Shoresh David, the holy days, and our faith. And if you share those videos, it will help us to get the word out to people who don't normally see us. This is how you can partner with us and yet not be burdened, right? However, please call our office tomorrow, 813-831-5673. For any information you need, just ask Karen. As we mentioned last week, nowhere in the Bible does it talk about Jewish holidays. Rather, the Hebrew word is moedim, and it means appointed times. And these appointed times are found in Leviticus 23, beginning with which holy day? We said last week, Shabbat, or the Sabbath. Now, this is the weekly moed, Shabbat, or the Sabbath, Uh, And in other scriptures, we realize there's a monthly celebration called Rosh Chodesh, which is the first day of or the beginning of each month. And last week, we had a double celebration. It was Rosh Chodesh, which is the beginning of the month, and Rosh Hashanah, which is the beginning of the year. So this week, we celebrate Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, growing up. In a Jewish household, we did not go to synagogue that often. However, I don't think we ever missed Yom Kippur. And I started fasting from food for the entire day around the age of 13. I never thought much of it. It was a tradition. And I didn't know that it was scriptural in any way. Um, But I didn't realize also that God had a redemptive program through Yeshua, through his life, his death, his resurrection, and his coming again. So, as I mentioned last week, the three fall feasts represent that final gathering of God's people. Rosh Hashanah, the blowing of the shofar, is the first day of the seventh month. Uh, God's calendar kind of waking us up. God... uh, gathering us, the body of Messiah, together. Um, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the 10th day of the 7th month, I believe, 
That's that final gathering where he asks Israel to receive Yeshua as their Messiah. So he asks the nation of Israel and tries to gather them. And then finally, Sukkot is that final gathering of everybody, the nations and everyone. That's five days later. Now, the seventh month is significant. Um, the seven in Hebrew is Sheva. And Sheva also means a promise, a vow, or an oath. So God is going to fulfill all his promises in the seventh month. Uh, the question is, will we w- fulfill our promises to him? <laughs> okay. Then there's Yamin Noraim, which is the days of awe. And these are the ten days, starting with Rosh Hashanah and ending with Yom Kippur. And this is a time where Jewish people are to seriously look at themselves. It's a, t- it's a time for introspection, a time to consider the sins of the previous year and repent before Yom Kippur. So let's look at some scripture about this. Well, let's look in a moment. Let me just mention that you know Yom Kippur is considered the holiest day on the Jewish calendar. And most Jewish people, whether they believe in God or not, they fast during Yom Kippur. And some, I guess those who repent and pray and confess their sins are probably a little more involved in believing in the Lord. Yom Kippur is probably the um, year that is the most serious uh, holy day as well. Um, many Jews, they don't observe any other Jewish customs, but they will still refrain from work on Yom Kippur. They will attend synagogue on this day. And so, as I mentioned, this year it is Tuesday night and all day Wednesday. And Yom Kippur, as I mentioned, means Day of Atonement, which pretty much explains what this holy day or holiday is all about that it's a day where Jewish people feel that their sins are atoned for. And the way that happens is they afflict their soul, as it talks about in Leviticus, and that atones for their sins, they believe. Jewish people uh, believe that when their sins are atoned for, their names get written in the Book of Life. And on Yom Kippur, the judgment entered in these books is sealed. This day is essentially your last appeal, your last chance to change the judgment. So that's why you demonstrate your repentance and make amends. And as a generalization, Jewish people are so close and yet so far away. So let's look at what God says about this holy day. It's found in Leviticus 23, verse 26. Adonai speaks to Moses, saying, However, the tenth day of this seventh month is Yom Kippur, a holy convocation to you, so you are to afflict yourselves. You are to bring an offering made by fire to Adonai. You are not to do any kind of work on that set day, for it is Yom Kippur, to make atonement for you, before Adonai your God. For anyone who does not deny himself on that day must be cut off from his people. 
anyone who does any kind of work on that day, that person will I will destroy from among his people. You should do no kind of work. It is a statute forever, throughout your generations, in all your dwellings. So how long is forever? Yes, right. It is to be a Shabbat, a Sabbath of solemn rest for you, and you are to humble your souls on the ninth day of the month in the evening, from the evening until the evening, you are to keep your Shabbat or your Sabbath. So let's take a look uh, piece by piece as what God is asking from us. First of all, we are to attend services. That's what a holy convocation is. Secondly, an offering by fire. And I keep saying to our congregation, we don't do any more fire offerings, but we can offer the fire in our heart for the Lord. And I believe that God would be very happy with that. Number three, we are to afflict our souls. So we are to deny ourselves, which is a humbling of ourselves. And that's always been understood by Jewish people, meaning to fast. And some fast um, food only. Some people fast food and drink. And so there are different types of fast, but generally most Jewish people fast on this day for 24 hours. And we are to do this forever. And so you have to decide as you read Leviticus 23, if forever relates to you, many of you are not Jewish. So is this just for Jewish people or is this for everybody? My thinking is Leviticus 23 is in the Bible. We, the Bible is for everyone who believes. So it's my feeling that it's for everybody. It's a serious rest day. Yom Kippur is about learning how to receive God's love and atonement. God reveals to us that we've sinned. He asks us to spend a day humbling and afflicting our flesh. God provides forgiveness. And you know what? We know that Yeshua is our high priest, and he did all the work. So it's now safe. Let's come into his presence and into his love. It's very sad to me that most Jewish people don't see this. They treat Yom Kippur as a solemn day, and they keep the traditions of Yom Kippur, and they fast. However, understanding of Yom Kippur prophetically and and the role of the high priest is mostly not in their thoughts. But if they were to read Leviticus 16, which is a description of Yom Kippur, and listen closely how the high priest is used. It says in verse 16 of Leviticus 16, So he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions for all their sins, And he shall do for the tabernacle of meeting, which remains among them in the midst of their uncleanness. There shall be no man in the tabernacle of meeting when he goes in to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out. 
that he may make atonement for himself, for his household, and for all the assembly of Israel. And who is he that it's talking about? The high priest. And I believe that Yeshua, you see, because Yom Kippur has to happen every year, and the high priest has to do this every year. But when Yeshua came, he was the final blood atonement. So we don't have to do this every year. Our sins are forgiven. We still have to repent, but our sins are forgiven. Leviticus 17.11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. I've given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood by reason of the life that makes atonement. So this is, we, we're beginning to see the foundation of, of Yom Kippur, but listen to how it's described in the New Covenant. With, in, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 9, starting with verse 11. But when Messiah appeared as Kohen Gadol, which means high priest, of the good things that have now come, passing through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation, he entered into the holies once for all, not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled sanctify for the cleansing of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Messiah, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse our conscience from dead works, to serve the living God. For this reason, he is the mediator of a new covenant, in order that those called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has taken place that redeems them from violations under the first covenant. Verse 16. For where there is a covenant, the death of the one who made it must be established. For a covenant is secured upon the basis of dead bodies, since it has no strength as long as the one who made it lives. That is why not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. Okay, you might have to read Hebrews 9 again and again, verses 11 through 18, but it is all there. I hope you heard it clearly. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we understand, in verse 24 it says, They are right. They are set right as a gift of his grace through the redemption that is in Messiah Yeshua. So we see that it's Yeshua who gives us the gift of atonement. And Yom Kippur is just shows us that Yeshua is the final atonement. Now, how would you share this with Jewish people when they don't believe in the new covenant? Good question. Glad you asked. Ecclesiastes 7.20 says, Surely there's not a righteous person on earth who does what is good and doesn't sin. So in Ecclesiastes 7.20, we are all sinners before God. So you might want to write these down. They're all going to five different verses 
that are all from the Hebrew Scriptures. Number two, sin separates us from God, Isaiah 59.2. Your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Number three, we must repent, right? Nehemiah 9.28, when they repented and cried out to you, you heard from heaven, and according to your compassion, you delivered them many times. Now, as I said to my congregation this past weekend, I said, look, if you come to me many times and repent, I might not be that forgiving. But I'm not God. And so luckily, as Nehemiah 9.28 says, God is open to us coming and repenting each and every time. And he needs us and wants us to repent so that we can be cleared of our sins, that we can be redeemed. Number four, God forgives and redeems us through his great love. Isaiah 53, 6, we were all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us have turned to his own way. So the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Who is him? Number five. Someone took our sins upon themselves. Who was it? Isaiah 53, 11 and 12. The righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous and he will bear their iniquities. He poured out his soul to death and was counted with transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. Who is, who are, who's the person who is in these verses? Obviously, it's Yeshua, and I believe Jewish people will see this too if they read these verses. Get them to read these verses, and it should touch their spirit, right? Okay, next week, we talk about Sukkot, and um, look, this is a great time for our rabbis to come to your church and and teach on appointed times, why don't you ask your pastor to call us or invite us uh, through our website, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, or call Karen, 813-831-5673. I mentioned I'd love to see you and your Jewish friends at um, services Tuesday night for Yom Kippur or Wednesday morning at 11 o'clock. Um, I went over the schedule earlier Uh, At 1 o'clock, we have Yisker, which commemorates those who have passed away on Wednesday. At at, uh, approximately 3 p.m., we have a foot washing leading into prayer and study and testimonies. Finally, we'll take part in the Lord's Supper around 5.30. Final service at 6 p.m. is called Nila. We break fast um, at 7.15 with a light dinner, you're invited to everything with your friends and the Jewish people, except if you want to come to the breakfast, you will need to make a reservation. So call Karen at 813-831-5673. No later than tomorrow morning. Okay, we can also ask you to go to our our Facebook and and share the four one-minute videos we've just put on, and consider giving us a special gift to stay on the air. 
Again, call Karen at 813-831-5673. And I'd love for you to put September 30th, Sunday at 4.30, rain or shine, on your calendar. We're going to be at South Stroud Park in St. Pete and have a great service, which is going to be the end of Sukkot. It's the Shemini Atzeret service, Simcha Torah service, which is rejoicing in the Torah. It's going to be great. Bring blankets, bring chairs. Uh, we are going to have a great time. Uh, so please be with us. Uh, during these appointed times, it's a great time to seek to grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. So let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.